Listen up, yo, cause I've got a message from Earl of Hail. The new single, Hang 'em High, is out now. You can watch the video on YouTube or listen to it on your streaming platform of choice. And if in any of you lucky sons of bitches got yourselves one of them old fancy record players, you can buy the EP on vinyl. It's called Get Smoked. And if you don't like that, you can stick it in your pipe, get on your horse, and head for the hills, old buddy, because hell's coming for you. <laughs>
So, Peth, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us, man. man. Yeah. So, um, I think I followed you guys for a little while on Instagram and and knew that you had an uh, an album coming out. But really, Paul from Cosmic Peddler said that I had to reach out to you guys and and get you on here and and listen to the new album. And I'm glad that I I'm glad that I got to, which comes out next week. So, uh, Merchant of Death, congrats on that too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I was I was talking to Paul on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he said that. he had the pleasure of seeing you guys play live and was blown away. So uh, that must be a good compliment to, to hear that your live show is, you know, spawns someone to want to sign you to a label or have you on a podcast or something like that. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's really cool. I mean, it's stuff that we've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Unexpected. And that, yeah. The live, yeah, it the... definitely happened at a time we didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The live shows are definitely where I think we like to shine the most. <laughs> Try to, at least. Yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said it was amazing. He said you guys put on a great show. So that's that's cool. Hell yeah. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys been playing together? Uh, the three of us, the drummer, bassist, and I guess you could call me a rhythm guitarist, although we don't really do lead and rhythm, but uh, oh, kind oh, of two totally, lead guitar players. Totally guitarist. Uh, we've been playing together, shit, what, about seven years now? Yeah, us three right here, me, Jake, and Zach, like, we uh, we got started in, like, the psych rock circuit back in, uh, I'd say, like, 2017 in Austin. Yeah. yeah. And we were in a band called Modular Sun that these two had already set up through high school and, you know, just playing around in the garage and whatnot. And I guess, uh, I don't know, we did pretty good with Modular Sun, uh, and then it just naturally fizzled away, uh, even before COVID and everything like that, way before COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah, COVID pretty much uh, ended whatever was left with that band, but uh, we were kind of tapering off a bit from that point, but it was a good band at the time for all of us to be in. Cause we learned a lot of lessons and basically just learned how to hone in a live show really well, learn how to function in the studio, learn how to be a band. Yeah. 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 Learn it does, it does take a while. Right. I mean, you know, there's a lot of young bands that just start playing and think that that's about all it is, but you got to have experience and, and practice and, and figure out the live show thing and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it does make a difference, right? Oh, yeah. oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think uh, I think after that kind of fizzled out, we all, we, even during our psych rock days, we were playing heavier stuff. We were really into, like, giz and all that. And then, I mean, even before we liked, you know, heavy psych rock, we all liked just heavy rock and roll. Just did general. you put out any music? Did you record any music with Modular? We did quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, we actually had like a couple EPs and, and an album and a single. Yeah, yeah. I know and we you didn't find it. You can go out and, and check it out. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we have, yeah, it was some it was some really fun stuff. But yeah, it definitely leaned on the heavier side. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did two EPs. Uh, one was really just a double side, and then we did one more uh, single before it just kind of tapered off but it was like especially working in the studio it gave us a lot of knowledge of oh this is how you do things here like right it's totally yeah. different from a live setting and so 
that and then we went on a couple little like DIY tours during that time, which was it was a lot of fun and also a lot of learning at the same time. I definitely learned a couple of lessons from those tours. Oh, well, first, the biggest <laughs> yeah. one is probably always bring toilet paper in the van with you because you never know <laughs> where you're going to have to use the bathroom. Yeah, that's very true. true. How, how old were you when you went on this? This tour that we're talking 21? about. 21? Yeah. Yeah, we were all about early, 21. Early 20s. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would have been able to handle touring at 21. I mean, maybe better than I would have at like 18, but still pretty pretty bad at 21. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been able to handle I think if we were 18, it would have been a lot more fucked. But I mean, just to the <laughs> point that... <laughs> I, I guess we had just that much. Well, I mean, it was still pretty fun. So, we had this much amount. Of it's like it's slightly less fun when it's legal, for one thing. So at 21, <laughs> it, it just becomes just a little bit less fun. So that keeps just, you alive yeah, at least. Much yeah. yeah it was so I I actually lived down in Texas for a couple years, like 10 years ago ish, give or take, and uh, lived there with my girlfriend for a couple years. But at the time, I was kind of just starting to listen to like stoner rock and some heavy doom and stuff like that and i saw a lot of shows down there i mean austin just plays music constantly every night and go see something but like i kind of missed the the emerging stoner scene or whatever that was happening that seems to be so popular there now i see a lot of bands out of texas specifically but austin houston touring around you know those like cities there in, in texas and stuff like that so you know, like, how, what does the scene look like for you guys? You guys have been playing for, you know, oh, eight, it's, nine years. I think once we went in the heavier direction, we started finding a lot more of a of a place where we felt comfortable, like, with the music that we like to play. Because we all really, yeah. we all came from that in our own, like, different ways. But once we started playing with a lot of the bands that fit, like, that we fit on the bills with, finally, like, these are the bands we've been wanting to play with for since we started off playing like just goofy psych music and now like getting to play with a lot of the local bands and we're seeing a lot more newer bands coming up with it too yeah. like along with us other bands that are really really good and i guess i think the reason that stoner metal like that retro rock stuff is so big in texas is and jace you would agree with me here too i mean we were talking with, with carl from white dog about this the other night it's like Amplified Heat were the originators, dude. They, yeah, they, they've been doing this retro rock sound for longer than pretty than some of us have even been alive. They they did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, before it blew up, they did it while it's they were, blowing up. They did it while it fizzled down, and then they they're still doing it while it's blowing up again. So right, yeah, they're kind of yeah, yeah. And here Godfathers. in Austin, like yeah, they're they're, they're the Godfathers. They are the they're yeah, they're like the heroes of that sound and like all the bands that came after them that have been doing it and like even especially us like they're all like heavily inspired by him yeah Fighting. we're He's heavily man. inspired yeah. by them and they're just awesome dudes we like hanging out with them and they're Gian yeah. recorded our record yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah we did our record with him uh super awesome guy shout out to Gian yeah, yeah. shout out to all the amplified he did just yeah being Jim Gian Chris hell shout out to the white dog dudes yeah, yeah white dog guys white too. Dog. we're gonna have to shout out every single band we mentioned because we just love sure. them all so much <laughs> <laughs> are you, you guys are in in Austin specifically though 
Uh, a little bit north of it, but yeah, okay. like central central Texas, north or north Austin area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Austin's cool. I mean, every, everyone knows that Austin's like the live music capital of the world or whatever, but Austin's cool because I feel like it has such an open mind to music anyway that you can be a heavy band and someone that's into like outlaw country can still dig it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Good music's good music and... I don't feel like that's necessarily the case everywhere, but Austin has like such an open mind to stuff that you can kind of grow really quickly because you can kind of cross genres a little bit. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the coolest thing that I noticed, well, that all of us saw like at our last show that we played at Hotel Vegas, we played with Tiny and White Dog and the opening uh, show that they had on there, it had... It was like all like Armadillo it was like two Road countrymen, yeah. Honky tonk something, Armadillo Road. Armadillo Road, and then honky. I can't honky tonk machine. Yeah, honky tonk like machine. A, it was a honky tonk night. It was like day a before our show. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little like country day show, and like the vast majority of people that stuck around for that one were still there for when we were playing. We're like, okay, this is yeah. awesome. And the guys from uh, Armadillo Road loved us, yeah. which I thought was so cool. Like, okay, we're now getting a lot of. People or we're getting people from other bands that play a completely different thing that are just steel, really digging it. The steel guitar bands, like yes, us, which is he cool took us. We like the steel guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The front man of that band, the the bass player and singer, see saw me and Hunter's Marshall full stacks, and he was like, "Are those y'all's?" And we were like. Yeah, he was like, hell yeah, I'm sticking around for a little bit. Oh, Whenever you see that shit, you know your face is about to get melted. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Nice. We just need to so get to the thing now. <laughs> where does the name Peth come from? I, I tried to kind of like look around and see if there was anything, but I, I wasn't quite sure if I found something or not. So tell us where the, the name Peth oh, came from. Hold on, hold on. What did you find? All right, so I found I found two things. I think the first was that there is another band called like Peth some Peth something. I don't remember Which, what it yeah, was. Maybe it was the last name, name, or I don't remember what it was. But the Peth, the Peth, the Peth, the Peth, the Peth. Yeah, the Peth. And then the other one was it was something about like there's a, a like a test that you could test about like alcohol and yeah, see if alcohol. it was like if, if you're an alcoholic or if it was something else and i don't know what it was something to do with like alcohol or something but yeah so, see, i didn't even so know that if if you search up peth on google yeah you're gonna get the blood alcohol test but okay. i found peth p-e-t-h uh through searching demon demonology like old like uh folklore and stuff like that and i found one from france where it was like a story of this demon called Peth who will punish you for flatulence at the dinner table. So basically, oh, right. if you're a little shitty kid who's can't control their asshole at the dinner table, Peth was going to come and chop off your thumbs or some shit like that. Some oh, weird man. old like turn of the century French He's like the Krampus of farts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and they had like they had like a little picture of him and everything, which I kept on like my phone for a long time, but we've never used anything with it. But uh-huh. that's where I found it, and uh, it's very, very, very much hidden deep in the depths of weird internet land. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I can find it on Google, like the original, like like source and everything but um, it'd probably still take me about like 15 30 minutes searching on the internet 
That's amazing. That's that's such a better answer than I could have possibly expected. Fart demons. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's where we you can't, from. You can't go We're, wrong. Like, the Krampus of farts. I love it. It's also the letter <laughs> the letter P in the Wookiee language in Star Wars. Shout out to Star Wars. Yeah, which is it's uh, it's basic. It's the script for Galactic Basic. Yeah, some some like some Star Wars language, which but is basically English and Star Wars. Yeah, it's the it's the P alphabet for English and Star Wars. Yeah, so the letter in P in Star Wars language is pronounced pet. Gotcha. P-E-T-H. Okay. That's what I tell my uh, my girlfriend's Christian granny if she asks what it means. You don't you don't go yeah. into the, the, the fart folklore. Yeah, it can't be like, oh, yeah, it's a that's, fart demon. Yeah, that's Fucking the... Kill Satan. That's the PG-13 answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars is the appropriate one that everyone will be like, oh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So uh, where did Electric Valley Records come from? Because that, that's who's putting out this next record, right? Yeah, so that, that was along with Paul... Okay. Um, he set us up with uh, our good buddy, who's now his name's Marco. He's the one who runs it. Um, I guess they were good friends already, uh, seeing as how Paul like distributes all his stuff. And uh, we had noticed Electric Valley whenever we started, and we liked a few of their bands on there. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. uh, I don't know. They seem like our most solid option for this first album most definitely and uh we talked to paul and he was like really wanting to get us signed and we were like shit i mean if you want to talk to this label electric valley and he's like oh i i'm fucking i'm basically electric valley man like i can hook you up no problem i mean he does the distributing for every major heavy label like you know, Riding Easy, uh, Heavy Sight Sounds, Rise Above Records. Uh, yeah. Shit, I mean, Ripple, you name it. He's the right. distributor for the United States, basically. Yep. <laughs> but um, I, we just got lucky. He really liked us and really wanted to get in co- us in contact as, with Electric Valley as quick yeah. as he can. We yeah. like originally wanted to go with I wanted to go with Electric Valley personally because I saw a lot of potential in them as a label like they're like very up and coming and like I would rather grow with the label rather than get signed to a a bigger label that you know might offer us a you know might offer us money or something or more money I'd rather grow with like a more independent label more grassroots movement you know like help them grow they help us grow Makes makes it more organic, and they, right. their um, their whole like uh, deal that they wanted to strike with us too uh, wasn't too crazy. It's not for an extended amount of years, like it's not ten years or something like that. Because we all talked and we were like, yeah, shit, like ten years to you know give away basically like the rights to a lot of our stuff is kind of crazy. And yeah. I mean, they were like three years. 50 50 split on you know only this record and we'll you know promote the shit out of you and help you do anything that you need merch and you know vinyl wise and he'll you know help us out with paul and getting us cds and cassettes and just anything that we need and there is no signing our you know rights away or anything like that 
Yeah, which is, which is what's kind of cool about like this underground scene is that it doesn't seem like there's anyone really signing their careers away to any one place. It doesn't feel yeah. like super shady. Everyone's everyone's just trying to help grow it and get music out to people and, and stuff like that. So yeah, cool. exactly. So that, what does it feel like to have like this first record like being out on vinyl and and stuff like that? Like that seems like a huge step for some bands, and it's like you guys are coming out of the gate pretty hot. It's a pretty crazy feeling because I mean even when we were in modular sun and everything, that was always kind of a goal for us was we want to really, really, we really want to put an album out. Cause that's like just such a cool thing to be able to hold something that you've made just right there. Like this piece of wax holds all this art that we put all like our blood, sweat, tears, everything, what, what have you into it. Yeah. And then to see that, Oh my God, that's awesome. And especially doing it like personally for me i always say this like doing it with three of my best friends playing the music that i've always wanted to play like it couldn't be any better than that right yeah for sure so, yeah like you guys have been a band for quite some time now where did merchant of death come from like where did the writing of this album come from has it always been like a lot of songs in your back pocket or is this like kind of a new thing that you guys just started recently i i'd say like what do you like? A lot of them are <laughs> at two years old. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them. They're like I mean, two we, of them. I'm sorry, God. No, we. I mean, we just started. We started fresh with this fan. So I mean, it was COVID lockdown. Like, I don't know, maybe like a few months <laughs> in the COVID lockdown, and we were. I started. I wanted to start a new project. So I mean, I I was just got all these guys together and was like, hey, let's fucking let's finally play the heavy music we've always wanted to play. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, once, basically once we started doing that, <coughs> we, we didn't want to take any ideas from, you know, our old writing styles or writing thought process or anything like that. So I think that, uh, that actually helped us a lot because it, w- it was just fresh. We had a clear, you know, canvas to work with and right. I, it worked out. Yeah. And I mean, especially for myself, Jason, Jake, like all together, since we've been playing for so long, we could already really like bounce ideas really well off of each other. And we knew, especially Jake and I, him and I have been playing together for almost 10 years at this point. Shit, like, we were in marching band together in high school. Yeah. yeah like we've right. been together for a while playing together and him and I have like a really good way of just being able to bounce ideas right back and forth off of each other and be able to speak and say things, uh, that only really him and him and I can understand and just instantly know like, Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like we were able to take kind of just that compatibility uh, of writing and then just do it in a completely new way, which was awesome because I'd always wanted to play like heavy fast paced stuff. Cause I grew up just always finding a good release and like heavy music. And then now that we're all doing that together, yes, it's perfect. Right. What we've always wanted, and then when we add, and then when we added Hunter in the mix a little bit later on, like it just it got even better because now him and Jake together they write like some really sick guitar solos together, guitar harmonies they like bounce back and forth between, and it's just like Hunter is that secret ingredient that just makes everything just spice, spice <laughs> spicier spice. and it pops and everything's just fantastic. Yeah, it's almost like Hunter's been with us since we've been modular son even though he was never yeah. in modular son i was always around in the friend circles yeah and i was... also had my own band going called uh all that i started uh, when i was 18 
the 22 wow. down. And, um, yeah, I, I just kind of would, uh, yeah, <coughs> see these guys uh, hanging and jamming all the time. And I was like, I want to do something like that. And I would hang out at their band practices when they started. And it just kind of happened. <laughs> so you guys, yeah. I think you already said this, but you guys were all like friends kind of in, in high school even? These guys, yeah. Yeah, um, him and Jake went to high school together. Okay. And um, I didn't. I didn't know them until my first year out of high school is when okay. uh, I met him and Jake and uh, I started playing in third band because they had, they y'all had y'all's bassist like quit on y'all or something. Yeah. Like it was, it, it was like a Monday and our old bass player uh, just wasn't feeling it anymore. And so we're like, oh shit, we're, we're, we're in a jam here. Like we don't know what to do. And then I think it was either Jake or our old bandmate, Michael, was like, hey, let's ask Jace from this other band. And I was like, I I hadn't met Jace until we had our first practice together with him as Modular Son. And then Jace comes in and instantly I'm like, okay, I like this guy. This guy's cool as hell. This is going to work. And it worked for it worked for like over a year while we were all together in the band. And it was awesome. Not necessarily even together. You can answer it either way. But what was like your first gig? I'm assuming it probably wasn't like a like a paid big gig oh, at a bar. I know what it is. Was it like a party? <laughs> was it like a house party or anything? Oh, like what was oh, kind of, yeah. Okay, I'm going to see if I can remember. We used to throw these like – so this was like right after we got out of high school. And our friend Michael was like – Oh, I know His parents say, yeah. were like they, – they were kind of clueless, honestly. They like – I mean – Don't be saying that live on the air, dude. I mean, okay. Well, when it came to certain Sorry, Michael's things, parents. when it came to certain <laughs> things like smoking pot and stuff, there was one time his bass player Trace opened up a big jar of weed in yeah. the house and it stunk up the whole house. His dad comes in and he's like, "Hey, Lisa, you think Michael left the back door open and a skunk got in the house or something?" But that, that's besides the point. But uh, they would go out of town to like Houston, San Antonio and spend a couple of days the weekend out there. And we would just throw these ragers at their house just all the time and like invite everybody that he went to high school with, that we went to high school with. And we would throw these shows. It started off as jam sessions. But one day we just had we realized a lot of our friends are in bands. So we threw together a little impromptu like garage backyard show and like played them in. Those were that was, I think that was yeah, that was like our first time, Jake and mine's first time playing like together in front of a big crowd of people. And then um like our first show where we played with Jace, we played at a co-op down in Austin and it, it had like nut house. It, it was, was insane. It was Sidewinder. No, oh, that, wait, that's right. Sidewinder was, Sidewinder Sidewinder was a Wait, that was I thought that was one after. No, yeah, no. that was after. Was it really? Yeah, Sidewinder was after. was after. It was Sidewinder then Sahara. Like, Tells you the how co-op. much I was drinking at the time. Yeah. The co-op was our first one. Yeah, the co-op was our first one. It was actually it was actually a couple days after my birthday. It was in February, and um, we got there at like midnight or like twelve thirty, and we were booked to play at one o'clock. And there was like two hundred and fifty people inside this tiny ass room. They're just like cramped together and it's cold as cold as fuck outside. And we go inside and it's just like 
sweat city like everywhere has like condensation we're like oh boy this is gonna be fun and there's like a mass load of 18 17 and like 19 and 20 year olds just fucking shoulder shoulder all like fucking trash place. yeah they're all just like like cramped up like right by this like all like from one end of the room all the way up to the stage and we're like this is the first time we ever played for a crowd like this. Oh my god! <laughs> All fucking trashed off of jungle juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. How did it, it go? Did they, did they like it? Us. Did they like the, the oh. music and stuff? Did it go well? It it did. It went over pretty well, except for we played a Beatles cover in the middle of it, and like half the room like immediately left. And then they came back and we started playing original songs again. We're like, okay, so no Beatles covers. Yeah. Interesting. Fuck, yeah. What song did we play? We did It's All Too Much, which I was like, damn. Wait, what? did we? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we did fucking Nowhere Man. No, no we're like, Nowhere Man's not going to go well at a co-op. Nuh-uh. No Beatles went well at a co-op. No, I think we tried to even make It's All Too Much sound a little heavier, and it just, it didn't, it did not matter at yeah. all. <clears throat> So what are the plans nowadays for like shows? Are you guys planning like a new tour behind like this record or, or what are you thinking for a couple. upcoming dates or anything? We've got uh, two shows coming up in May and those are really just our release shows. Okay. And then I think our main focus is, I mean, definitely getting like some, some dates booked like during the summer and everything, but really, <laughs> a big focus on writing some uh, new material for album number two, just so we can really start honing in on like the ideal sound for that. So I think we're wanting to, yeah, exactly. Like Hunter said, we want to keep the ball rolling with the momentum we have. Cause we've, we've been writing uh, pretty recently over like the last month and we've been coming up with some really good ideas that we all like. And um, we just definitely want to keep that momentum going for as long as we have it before we really start just going on the grind of just show, 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 show. Yeah, we've been doing that for so long. Yeah. Um, and now, speaking on, like, booking, like, a bunch of shows, that was a big lesson we learned in Modular Sun was when we were first starting out, we would take every single show that was offered to us. And after a while, we're like, we're burning ourselves out. We don't have any new material, and we want to write new material, but we're uninspired. Like, we got to start saying no. Yeah. yeah. So how has how is the writing for like album number two? It probably hasn't gotten too far yet. But how is has writing that album differed from writing this album, if any? Um, I think we're I think we're being a lot more careful to to try and kind of hone in on a sound like a specific sound that we can kind of work with, like kind of like the same thing that we did with the first one. But I think we want to have a little more specific sound. Not anything like too different from the first record. I know we want to get heavier. Yeah, yes. but we want to more wanna, technical. Yeah, we want it to be heavier and technical. More technical. Awesome. Which I mean can't go wrong. I mean <laughs> yeah. it's really just this band is like a hodgepodge of all of our different influences really. Yeah. It's like we we try not to stray or just, you know, stick on, you know, a one certain we each, genre. We each have great input, and you can definitely hear what our individual tastes are, but it, it mixes and melts pretty well. Yeah, I think. it really does. Like, there's no kind of clashing 
really nothing, musically yeah. or nothing seems too outlandish or like abrasive to one person's specific taste. It, mm-hmm. You know, it seems to pair. I, I think unless someone brought up like usually, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like if someone. As long as someone didn't bring up like, oh, let's do like technical death metal, I think we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then we're all reaching a point uh, like oh, we don't play this. I love technical yeah. death metal. Yeah. I love listening to it, but I'm not playing this different. I'm not that kind of drummer, man. Yeah, I think I think like the hardest we probably will do before we cut it off is like, you know, like venom some venom sounding song or some early '80s, like early '80s, new wave wow. British heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like where we're gravitating to a little bit. It's like, oh, new wave of British heavy metal, like '80s thrash and other stuff like that. Like that's definitely what we gravitated to, wanting to move into a like heavier direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to play the song "Abolish the Overseer" from Merchant of Death. Do you have anything that you want to say about that song specifically, or should we just let uh, everybody hear it? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. tell them well, about. I will tell y'all what we wrote the lyrics about in less specific terms. I kind of will let you let let y'all figure it out for yourself. But basically, the lyrics are inspired by like uh, state-sponsored, state-funded oppressors. That's what that's what they're about, and just like kind of highlighting the issues and problems caused and fighting back against that. Just fighting back against the people that try and keep holding you down and and everything. Basically like anyone, any oppressor in general is just a big fuck you song for them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Alright, let's check it out. Fuck yeah. Sweet.
We're back. We're back. We're back. All right. All right. That was abolished the overseer. Right on. Woo! Yeah. So off the new album, Merchant of Death, comes out May 6th. Anything else you want to tell everybody about the album or the song or where to get it or what to do or anything? Uh, about the album. About the album? Uh, mm, it's out May 27th. Uh, if you want to pre-order. Oh, is it May 27th? I had May 6th. Yeah. No, May 27th. Yeah, it yeah. got pushed back a little bit. Okay. Just with, yeah, because yeah, the mixing took a little bit longer gotcha. than expected. But. Yeah, so May 27th is now okay. the official like date that it will be out. Um, you can pre-order it online at electricvalleyrecords.com or at thecosmpeddler.com. Mm-hmm. And there's two different variations. So if you want like a like gun smoke metal, like smoky fucking room looking type like splatter paint vinyl, you can go ahead and go through Electric Valley Records. Or if you want like a purple and black splatter vinyl, you can go through Cosmic Chaos. Cosmic Peddler. I mean, yeah, Cosmic Peddler. Cosmic gotcha. Chaos. That's a, that's friends. an Austin band, yeah. yeah okay. There's also a Cosmic Artifacts. There, there's a lot of cosmic shit in this there's scene. A lot so. of, yeah. There is. Everyone's getting into, getting into that cosmic thing now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the last thing I want to do is a, is a segment called uh, Real or Fuzzed. So I'm going to show you 10 album covers. Some of them are real album covers. Some of them are fake. And you're going to tell me which ones are which. So the first one here is called Pissed On. Pissed On. I like this. Fuzz. That's Fuzz. Fuzz. Yeah. This is a real album. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. You got Pissed On. I have to check this on. out. Like, on or... I'm going to have to check this one out tonight afterwards. Instrumental Masterpieces by Living Dead Tobin. That's, oh, that's fuzz. That's that's real. No, that's fake. That's fake. Fuzzed. All right, that's fuzzed. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. The Karatist Preacher, God's Power. That's definitely <laughs> that's real. real. <clears throat> that looks... I think that might be real. Whoever fakes that must, if they, if it's fake, they must be really good at Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a real one. Oh, nice. All right. It looks cool. I would listen to it. Little David Wilkins, King of All the Taverns. That's real. That's real. Real. <laughs> that is real. Yep. Little David Wilkins. <laughs> Little David Wilkins. He's so happy. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, been to all. He just stopped at a tavern. Yeah, that looks like, looks like Chris Farley, but it does. Chris Farley was around in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm in love with him. <laughs> Joe Malone, touch myself. Oh, that's oh, fake. No, that's gotta be oh, fake. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, Never mind. I've seen some pretty fucked up Photoshop album covers in my life. This could be a case of the Michael Noriegas. Oh, God. that's the worst way to shout somebody out, man. Oh, God. Um, that is, I, I'm sure that's I'm, fake, though. I'm going to be, the, be I'll be the odd man out. I'll say it's real. This is fuzzed. Fuck. Ah, ah, that one's going to be real. Real. That one's going to be real. Yeah, I definitely, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. Yeah, I kind of fucking love this album cover, actually. That <laughs> one's awesome. That yeah. Yeah, that one, that one is real. What band, what band is this one? What is that? Yeah, Torment. That was Torment. Torment. It's called Torment. Torment. 
Oh, nice. Torment. Oh, Not that's a sick right. font. Yeah, just because the album. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, this one's called Acid Trip. Yep. The dark side of the back side. Real. That, yeah. Pretty sure that one's real. This is fuzzed. Oh, damn. Okay. Somebody must be really good at Photoshop because I can see the <laughs> line in there from the record and everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Introducing the pecker. <laughs> that looks like Ron Jeremy, dude. <laughs> it does. I want to say that's fuzzed. 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 I'll be the odd man out and say real. This is a real one. Oh, oh snap. I'm going to listen to that. It looks like a live shot. You know, yeah, it does. It does. Torment and the Pecker, two new badass yep. bands. We got to change. Yeah, this is the the meanest looking motherfucker to play the banjo I've ever seen, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude's got that guy. Mm-hmm. Kent. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's got to be a <laughs> real. The song in the key of God. Oh, yeah, wow. that's definitely real. Is that the brown note they always talk about? I think yeah. that's. <laughs> I don't know. Like this I, album make me puke as soon as I listen to it. <laughs> this is real. Soft rock. This is a real one. Yeah. I don't. That's gotta be real. Yeah, it's real. It's real. <laughs> it looks, like, looks like Mr. Rogers. If he, I, I love that his belt buckle in the seventies look just like that. That's yeah. His yeah. belt buckle has the same exact logo on it as the name of the album. Oh my! <laughs> he had like a custom belt buckle name that just says Kent. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Oh my goodness. Songs for gay dogs. Real, real. I want to say that's real just because that's fucking awesome. It's real, and I want it. I think it's real. I'll All right, that is real. Yep. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, nice. We're getting. All right, better. so next uh, we're gonna do something called the fuzz round, where you guys have to come up with your own now. I'm going to show you some pictures, and you can come up with the album cover names. All right, bet. Okay. All right, first one. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, God damn, that's Whoa, what, the, what the fuck, fuck is this? It's like, <laughs> she has half of a tit. <laughs> Let's call it... Let's call it... Cyborg woman. Cy- cyborg sex doll. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that's what he's making. Cyborg, Cyborg sex doll. He might be making a sex doll. Yeah, I can see that. Oh my god, uh, this looks like a butthole. This reminds me of the songs in the key of life by Stevie Wonder, but songs in the key of butthole. <laughs> songs in the key of brown. Yeah, it kind of songs like, in the sphin- in the sphincter key. Kind of looks like the 007... <laughs> but like the barrels made of flesh, yeah. flesh barrel. This flesh is barrel. flesh tastic planet. Yeah, no flesh barrel, flesh tastic planet. By yeah, flesh tastic oh, planet. Hell. Nice. Oh, okay. These are kind of fucking cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah, this one's actually pretty awesome. I think. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Stumped. I am stumped. Want to pass? No, call it call it stumped. He <laughs> stumped over. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh my god! Mechanical lobotomy. <laughs> uh, 
kink shame. <laughs> shame. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. it. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I thought well, that was Kevin Spacey for a second. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that's scary. Um, oh shit. Spacey gold digger. <laughs> gold digger. They only want you for your money. <laughs> I like Spacey's Travels. That was good. Spacey's Spacey's Travels. That's good. (laughs) Kind of like Pee Wee Herman. A little bit. Uh, Pest. High School Edgelords. (laughs) (laughs) Pest every Halloween. Pest Halloween, yeah. Uh, Halloween, all right. Pest Live in Valhalla. Crack Metal. Because that looks like a black metal album cover. (laughs) Um, Children's Sacrifice. Oh, God. Uh... Shit. Ah, that's already like looks like a satanic ritual. Like some sh- I don't know. Robe thrower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was the last one. You okay. did good. <laughs> All right, so that's that. Anything else? Anything else you want to tell anybody? Um uh oh yeah, May 27th, day the album's released. We're playing at the Lost Well. Lost yes. well. And Hopefully, yeah. that one's still. Oh, that air. one's up in the that air. The, up in the air. air. Okay. The yeah. day before, though, on the 26th, we'll be playing in San Antonio at High Tones with Summit and Rover. and Rover. Shout yeah. out to Loy. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to our boy Loy Smoke for booking that booking that kick ass show and Loy. booking us on so Loy many kick ass San Antonio shows. Loy Smoke, right that's great. <laughs> yeah, I guess check out the album. Uh, and we got. Plenty more tasty snacks for you All right. coming soon. Oh, yeah. Right on. Cool. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Heck yeah. yeah. Peace out. Later. Hell Satan, rock and roll. Blast your eardrums. Woo! <laughs> we.